0: Grace and peace to you. Welcome back to the sequels Community Church Podcast. We are in episode three on our book for this month, Evangelism and the Sovereignty of God. Today, we are going to talk about the topic of the sovereignty of God as it relates to evangelism. And when we are talking about, or when we are thinking about the topic of the sovereignty of god there are actually two terms that we would be most helped by if we if we understood them one of them is more familiar to you the other one probably less less so and the first term is paradox paradox is a figure of speech it's it's things that contradict right it's it's a statement that unites two opposing ideas. And on the other hand, the other term that we should be that we should be familiar with is the the term or the word antinomy. Now, according to the shorter Oxford English dictionary, it is defined as a contradiction between conclusions which seem equally logical, reasonable, or necessary. So, in other words, and he I, and Packer actually would, for the sake of clarity, he would define it, to put it more succinctly, as an appearance of contradiction. The word appearance is incredibly important. Now, par- paradox we're familiar with, we, we, uh, we understand it when we see it. We see paradoxes in the scriptures. And, and I don't know if this is new to you, but paradox is a figure of speech. And we see this, for example, in 2 Corinthians 6.10 and also 12.10. So the Apostle Paul says, Sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, yet possessing everything. That's a figure of speech. It's a paradox. He seems to be holding two different opposing ideas at the same time. But if we were to really think about it, there is no contradiction at all. He's not actually saying that he has absolutely nothing, and yet at the same time, it's rich beyond one's imagination. He's not saying that at all, right? And it would be illogical for us to come to that conclusion, right? And it would be illogical for us to come to the conclusion uh, to think that the Apostle Paul is always weeping and crying and sorrowful, and at the same time always rejoicing and happy and filled with laughter, right? You can't be both of those at the same time. So, if you really thought about it, you know that it's actually not true. This is, and this is why this is called a, a figure of speech. It's a, it's, it's a way. It's a, it's a trick of speech. It's a, it's, it's a sort of a, how do I say it? It's a way to capture one's attention. it's, It's an arresting way to present something that you want to communicate. And so, you know, what Paul is saying here, what he's trying to help the reader to understand is that, yes, he doesn't have much. I mean, as we know him, he is the Apostle Paul, who was a missionary, traveled from place to place, planting churches, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so in that sense, right, he did not have a house. He did not have a steady income. So he really did not possess anything or very little. And so what does he mean that he possesses yet everything? What it means is that he possesses Christ. Yes, he absolutely has nothing at all. But what he does have is Christ. And Christ is everything to the Apostle Paul. Christ is is the greatest treasure to the Apostle Paul. He cannot be weak and strong at the same time. Well, no, what he's saying is that when he recognizes his weaknesses, when he recognizes his, his natural infirmity, that is when God shows up. That is when God strengthens him. And so this is, this, this is a paradox. And paradoxes, Packer says, that are always comprehensible paradoxes are not intended to to sort of go beyond one's imagination it's not uh, intended to uh, communicate to something to you that is incomprehensible but no they paradoxes are always intended to be comprehensible antinomy on the other hand is an appearance of contradiction and antinomy is holding two conclusions that are logical and that are reasonable, holding those two things at the same time. The problem that we have as human beings is that, and even as Christians and Bible readers and Bible studiers or students of the Bible, is that we always want answers. Uh, We don't like mystery, unless it's it's magic, right? We, We like magic, we like the mystery of magic because we're entertained by it. But when it comes to the mysteries of the universe, when it comes to the mysteries of God, we want answers. We don't want the mysteries. We, 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 cannot, uh, we cannot sleep at night knowing that there are mysteries to be solved. And this is how we tend to approach the scriptures. In the scriptures, there are many antinomies and human responsibility and the sovereignty of God is an, is an antinomy. The Bible presents both of these things at the same time as two logical conclusions. It is reasonable to hold these two things, that they are not actually contradictions, but they actually work hand in hand, that they work well together. And in this sense, antinomies are incomprehensible. We know it. We know that they are these two seemingly uh, contradictory conclusions, but they're there, and we th- and there's no there's no resolving them. that that is just the way it is. That's 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 the fact, right? And so, and this is the fact of the Bible that it holds to human responsibility and divine sovereignty. Spurgeon once said, "When asked uh, when uh, how would you how would you reconcile." Uh, human responsibility, and, and divine sovereignty. He says, I wouldn't. Why would I reconcile friends? <laughs> right? And, 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 and he's, that's what he's the point he's getting at. Two seemingly contradictory conclusions held before your face, right in front of you. And that's just the way it is. And you have to learn to accept them. Right? you're never going to understand them like we 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 have an incomprehensible God yes there are things that we can learn about him and and understand about him and we should seek to know him more and more but he is inexhaustible he is ultimately incomprehensible God is full of mystery our attempts to try to understand God is an, uh, is our attempt to try to bring God to our level it's our, our attempts to bring God into into a form that is comprehensible to human understanding. But that is impossible. And so it is better for us to stop trying to comprehend the mysteries of God and just accept them for what they are. Now, for us, as, as, we, uh, as we pray about uh, evangelism and intend to go out and share the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is helpful to hold these two things together because if we go to one end of the spectrum, if we say, let's say, we go too far towards human responsibility, we will trust too much in our own efforts, not only in preaching the gospel but also in securing the results. We will blame ourselves when people don't come to faith in Christ, thinking that if maybe if we had shared it a little bit differently, if we had said uh, something else, or we will trust in programs and evangelistic programs. Uh, to get the work done. We're trusting too much in our human will and responsibility. We're putting too much on our shoulders, giving it all our effort, and trying to secure people's salvation when salvation belongs to God alone. Now, on the other side, if we swing too far to the other end of the spectrum, too much on the sovereignty of God, then we won't evangelize at all. We'll say, well, The scriptures teach us that God predestines those who are his and so they will be saved. And so therefore, there's nothing for us to do. We need to just simply get out of the way and let God do his work. But that is not what the Bible tells us to do. But no, he says that faith comes through hearing, hearing through the word of Christ. But how will someone hear, unless there's a preacher, and how will they be a preacher if if someone isn't sent? And so... The Lord has made it so that He uses means, that is, us, in sharing the gospel, to bring His elect to salvation. And the sovereignty of God in salvation, that He knows who are His, gives us a great measure of assurance that when we go and preach the gospel, that there will be success. Now, it doesn't mean that every time we share the gospel, somebody will come to faith in Jesus Christ. But what it means is that as long as the church continues to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, people will continue to be saved because God will save his people. And the only way that he will do that is through the faithful Witness the verbal proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ through his servants, that is, you and I. And so these things appear contradictory, but they're not. They're two logical conclusions that you and I must hold to. And we must remember as we go out and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ The sovereignty of God is not an impediment to evangelism, but it actually fuels our evangelism. It means that God will certainly use his people to save his lost sheep scattered around the world. And so uh, we do not trust in man's ability to save himself. Man cannot save himself. Man cannot will himself to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. The, the Bible teaches this, that we are depraved, totally depraved, that we are, it's not that we cannot believe in Jesus, it's that we won't. Man does not want to believe The people love the darkness rather than the light, the gospel of John tells us. That talks about a complete inability to believe in Jesus Christ. But God has the power to overcome that inability that is in the heart of man and cause him to believe. And the only way that he will do that is when his people go out and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is an incredible responsibility, but not too much of a responsibility because the responsibility for salvation doesn't belong to us, but there is a responsibility on our part to actually go out and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because if we do not, then people will not be saved. So, this is a stewardship so this is so i'll, I'll conclude it here i will uh, finish it up next week and sort of i guess picking it up on when where i left off today and i really want to speak to the heart of the issue with regards to our evangelism and so i hope that you will tune in for that episode and i'll catch you then